following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. It is 71 degrees on a sun-splashed Tuesday morning here in Oxnard, California. With a high of 79 this afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys hit the practice field for their third padded practice of this 2018 Dallas Cowboys training camp. And welcome to Talking Cowboys. Mickey, you were in Thousand Oaks. This kind of feels like a Thousand Oaks kind of morning. It sure does. And Bill's after my own heart giving a little weather update right at the top <laughs> oh. of Talking Cowboys. You notice I'm giving him a lot of leeway, the fact that he was one of the founding members of this show. So I'm not going to get on him like I do for you for the weather report. I would hope that people can look and see behind us. It is a beautiful day. It's it sunny, yes. It's yeah. sunny. It so pretty. Although there are, there, some, there are some who are not watching. That's right. True. Just might be. I hope you watch. Maybe on the treadmill, yeah. like Brian brought us was at yeah. 6 a.m. this morning. Well, you were there. You yes. could see me by a few minutes. Is this is the yeah. thing that you guys get on every morning and shame me for not getting up and working out. Like, do I need? Do I need to join you all at some point just to feel better? <laughs> Bill, about I saw you walk walking into the workout room yesterday. The restrooms in there. Yeah, the restrooms uh, in there. <laughs> you know, one. I, I remember. Uh, in Thousand Oaks, it got so hot one day in the afternoon watching practice, a bunch of people started taking their shirts off. Uh, oh, my. Watching the media people, right? <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, Tom Landry yes. stops practice, and he's got his bullhorn, and he goes, Ah, uh, shirts on at practice. And the one person I saw scrambly put a shirt on was Tex Schramm. <laughs> Tex had his shirt Tex. off. <laughs> that was uh, those were the days when I I, I can say that, that's kind of the time when you know, I always laugh about the you know if you watch uh, movies like Eight Men Out and stuff mm-hmm. like that when they have these to travel with the team on the train and. Yeah, they're like drinking and smoking and hanging out with the players and stuff. I, I bet you that was a lot of fun to cover the teams when you had that relationship with the general manager. Time. The general manager standing on the sideline with you with his shirt off, and then you know later on in the day he's going to have a cocktail with you and kind of talk about his team. And the, you know, so that that must have been a lot of fun covering teams the like five that. o'clock club. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they used to have a had little a truck for the alcohol. Going they, they, had the little, they had a little. They had a little room there. Um, in the coach's dorm, and uh, they would set up the bar. Yeah. And every, and the media people, everybody was invited to go in and have a drink at 5 o'clock. Seriously? Yeah. Yes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you God, story real quick is, uh, that. if I can, uh, I worked with Tech Schramm, really his last you know, professional football. I was with NFL Europe. Yeah, well, and World, we were, World yeah, League of American World, football, football. World League of American football. Yeah, first. that was my first real yeah. professional job. And, and – uh, uh, Mr. Schramm was uh, he was part of the he, he ran the, the ran the league and he came by my office my like, first day, knocked on the door and said, "Son, we got a meeting at five o'clock. You need to be there for it." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yes, sir." So, you know, and I just kind of make it through my day. So four fifty-five, I start start for the uh, media for the room and uh, I walk in and there's all these liquor bottles on the table. There's <laughs> beer, ice down over here, and all that. And 
people start walking in. They're like, get your drink. And I'm like, get your drink. And he's like, yeah, we're about to talk about our day. So that was Tech Schramm's way of doing things. You had to have a cocktail and then talk about what you did for the day. You know, Interesting. Well, well I, I met with the Sacramento Surge people. Their yeah. their training camp. You know, you see your. But that was his way of getting everybody together instead of the emails or text messages or whatever. And how it, you do? That and was that, what 1990 or so. 1990. Yeah, yep. you had to talk about what you did that day to hmm. everybody to get everybody on the same page. It, it, and you did it with a cocktail. It's pretty interesting. You know, it, it's amazing how many. People in this league got were part of that World League oh, of yeah. American Football, yeah. including the head coach of this football yeah, team, San Antonio Riders. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Jason Garrett was. It was a it was a great experience though for a lot of guys. There's the guys that are all a lot of general managers that were scouts, young scouts. We were all really you know 23, 24 years old. And now we're all some of these guys are general managers. Like yep. I say, Tom Dimitrov from the Falcons right. was in a, NFL Europe with me. He slept on my couch for a month. Now he's a, a general manager, <laughs> he's Atlanta, with, yeah, with great hair. <laughs> you know, the yeah. funny thing about the it wasn't for the media; it was for their front office people. Yeah. Same as what Brian's yeah. saying. Scouts come in, assistant coaches. Yeah. Scouts come in, yeah. and they just kind of be. That's an awesome for a way. To, that's an awesome way to operate, you right know, there. And, it, and it's basically starting up again now. In fact, Daryl Johnston is part of the. Uh, uh, the American Alliance of Football or whatever. Bill Polian, Bill Polian right. got their group but, together. But Daryl yeah. Johnston is with the something? San Antonio team. San Antonio, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah, which is going to start this coming spring. Well, the way that we've seen players, John Lynch, I never believed that John Lynch would go into San Francisco and hey, he's turned that team around, made some trades, had some good drafts. So that's what it is. Former players kind of getting involved, getting an opportunity. Look out for Daryl Johnston, by the way. Sneaky guy. Sneaky personnel. Type. He's hang, he likes to Does hang around scouts. Has he got aspirations for that? Well, I, I, I'm I'm assuming he does now that good he's getting opportunity. into the yeah. San Antonio franchise. Right. You know, he's got a son who uh, just uh, got a college scholarship, a lacrosse scholarship to Michigan. So yeah. the kids are growing up yeah. and they're getting out of the house. And, you know, he is, is such a sharp mind mm-hmm. for football. Right. And, you know, from a TV standpoint, yeah, it can satisfy what you you know, staying in the game right. for a while, but I wouldn't at all be surprised to see Daryl Johnston follow the lead of a John Lynch yeah. and uh, get an opportunity. An NFL front office, yep. maybe as a GM someday. Troy Aikman for head coach, come out of the well, booth. Well, then the Troy, Troy Aikman's <laughs> another one, you know. Jason Garrett told us a, a story a couple of days ago about how he did arena football games before he got into yeah. coaching. He, he also did games for Fox. He did, yeah. 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 For Tampa Bay. He was, And he got a call in the broadcast booth when, I can't remember the specifics of it, but he had, he had been in camp with Tampa Bay, got cut, and then I guess Troy got in the opportunity probably uh, with Fox. They, it was their F game or whatever. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> their F game. <laughs> hey, hey, F game's F game. You're doing broadcast. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, yeah, Chris geez. Sims was involved in this somehow. Oh, geez. And uh, maybe Chris Sims went down with an injury. I don't remember. And so he gets a call at halftime. He checks his phone at halftime of the game he was doing, and they wanted to see if he come back. Yeah. Wow. Right. So. Anyway, you know, it's you never little, know. Little known uh, stories like that. By the way, this is the baseball trade deadline today. Mm-hmm. I hate so, baseball. 
that's good. You talked about baseball the last two days. Well, yeah, you stopped the show down. Yeah, you stopped twice the show down for baseball, baseball I hate, stories. I hate we had this. Harry Carey yesterday, Tony Cloninger. But you hate baseball. I hate that's this part of it. It's time that for they trade. <laughs> they trade off assets. A bad team has just a couple assets, and they trade them off, and you get worse. <laughs> this is the How earliest version of Mickey's minute. White Sox. Yeah. How does that work? They <laughs> trade, the, the Rangers traded Keller, right? Well, the White yeah, Sox giving everybody Keller, away today. Yeah, is that what's Pittsburgh. happening? So now you get some starters, but then you Ken gotta Williams. go find a. You gotta go find, find a closer. Ken, Ken Williams, yeah. and he's <laughs> selling him out right now. And they had him for, through 2020. Right. They just gave up on the next couple of seasons. Suppose this guy from the Pirates can pitch a little bit, though. Supposedly the guy that he's picked like back. Class A ball, though. Yeah, he's from Roy City, Texas. Yeah, so feel, he's a Dallas feel like they got a. Feel like then they, they got, got a player back. to be named later too. Yeah. But the reason I brought that that's up. like a bat to be named later. Okay. The reason I brought this up is I'm oh, going sorry. to throw out a football. Oh, good trade <laughs> deadline version of the baseball trade deadline a little bit later in the show. All right. Okay. In the meantime, nine seven two four nine seven forty four hundred is the uh, number to call. Mickey, we're not taking a break I'm yet. <laughs> Bill, whatever you just did, it was brilliant. <laughs> Offside, Spagnola. Yeah. We got him to throw down his headset. Yep. Jerry, Jerry would have been mad at me. I had my. My badge. You're right. fine, man. I got uh, mine on. Uh, uh, Jerry. He, yeah. uh, Jerry Madeline's always mad at me about my badge. <laughs> oh. There's a guy that watches this, Bill. You'll get critiqued. Oh, get ready. Really? Yeah. You'll so get, I need to take the nah, badge No, you're off? okay, Bill. Don't worry about ah, it. Okay. Just, you apologize when you see him. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So we enter week two of Cowboys yeah. training camp. What's, what shall we look forward to in week two to kick things off? I'll tell you what, that what I've noticed, it, it doesn't look like there's been a lot of correction as far as guys. Ask Jason Garrett in the walk-off about the mental, capa- not the mental capabilities, but the way his team has handled things mentally. They're throwing a lot of uh, stuff at these uh, players. It looks like for the most part they're handling. I think there's only been a couple of times where I've had a little bit of questions about what uh, players were doing. If you've got a team that's not making a bunch of mistakes and you're running a lot of plays, you're, you're, you're doing things the right way, I think that's the, the best thing about it. If they were having to stop practice and say, do it again, do it again, all that, and then that kind of bogs things down. But these practices have been flowing pretty well. The young guys have been stepping up. Uh, the veteran guys have, have, you know, have, have kind of taken the young guys. We talked about uh, Tavon Austin a little bit and his jumping in there, mm-hmm. encouraging the young guys he's working it. So week two, I, I, you know, you're going to add on. we got a game next week. You know, we've got a, a preseason. So, you know, coaches are – it's kind of running out of time a little bit in a way of the coaches saying, uh, you know, okay, we're just – we, you know, get guys ready. You know, but when, when the games start, man, those things come fast. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's not a lot of time. And if you're practicing well, that means you're going to get reps during the game. And that's where I think that a lot of this is. I mean, if you're having good reps – Keep going along, keep going along, keep going. That's what I'm looking for. Who's having the good reps to get a lot of action next Thursday night when we're all there at Levi Stadium? Seven practices before yeah. that first preseason. Right. Game. They got yeah. three this week, and then they're off on Friday, and then Saturday through Tuesday. Because that's how you're going to make the team. I don't think it's going to be making it practice. I mean, practice part of it's good, but who are the guys that are preparing? They're getting good reps at practice. All of a sudden, now coaches are throwing them out there, you know, in the game situation because they want to see, okay. Good practice means potentially good games. Especially at key spots like wide receiver and tight end where there are jobs certainly yeah. up for grabs. Um, who's more consistent? It's two things I'm looking for. Some veterans have talked about, look, the first couple days in pads, you gotta you got to show the young guys how to practice with intensity. And and I think 
I think we'll see some more spirited practices, maybe some more intensity this week coming off a day off where the young guys understand the level you have to play at in pads and training camp. They've just got an introduction the last couple of days. Introduction, and, last uh, couple of days. The other thing is as – Oh, bless uh -oh. you, Mickey. Uh-oh. You all right there? <laughs> God. No sneeze button. Offsides. That's two offsides in a row for you. The other thing is can the defensive line match – and respond to what the offensive yeah, line has done the point. first couple of days. Yeah. And that's that's good point. easier said than done when you've got three all pros, Lyle Collins, uh, Connor Williams has played Playing as well better, as anybody. Yeah. Has he had a bad rep? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's been outstanding so far. And when you've got Demarcus Lawrence in bubble wrap like he was on right. yeah. Sunday. Right. And, and, and Sean Lee. Collins out and yeah. But it's yeah. time for some of those guys to step up. If if you're if you're sitting there going, We're gonna have this rotation up front. Right. I need to see start seeing something from the defense. And and, and that, that you know, the defensive tackles, let's go. You're getting an opportunity now. There's yeah, that's no a good David point. Irving. There's no Malik Collins. Yeah, and well, there's no David Irving for sure the first right. four games of the season. So yeah. need to need to start seeing something. Uh, it's kind of hard to judge the linebackers when you're not tackling, like all-out tackle. That's their game, right? I can see if they're in the right spot. And a lot of times what they've been doing with the linebackers is kind of rushing them. Right. If you guys have noticed. Yeah, they, like, they've been blitzing quite a bit. They've been blitzing yeah. quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. Jones said, talking in the other night, he's excited about the prospects of Jalen Smith uh, rushing Yeah, and that's, that's that, to Mickey's point, he, they're, they're bringing a lot more of those guys. Could this be the week we see Randy Gregory? You know, could we? Could this yeah, be the time? Point? At yeah, what point? Wait, wait, I mean, I don't think you can go too many practices. Because again, I thought it was. I, I I was worried about the before. I was worried about the league holding him out of the Oxnard part of practices. So I'm thinking, okay, kind of a week to kind of get him acclimated, get him going. You know, I was just counting, counting the days. days. I know. How about, how about I, you, were, you were counting my left ear, and I was like, I was like, going, I know he's counting over here. I can so hear him. I can't see him, but soft it, whisper. Yeah. How about, how about Thursday? That'd be the third day of the Friday, Friday off. Friday off. I yeah. was kind of thinking a, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with the Friday off to kind of see. Now, so the, go ahead and like yeah, today. I, today? I, I'd I like mean, to see him. Out there today? I, we're all going to be a part of that. Uh, I love to call it the blue white scrimmage. I still yeah. call it Jack Murphy Stadium in you know uh -huh. in San Diego. Yep. We're going to call it the blue white yeah, scrimmage. That, the blue white okay. scrimmage that we're all a part of. I'd like to see Randy Gregory get some get some work. I know it's a practice. But, I mean, there's going to be some one-on-one -on -one period, and there's going to be a period where the uh, – like the blue practice where they're going to throw Cooper Rush and Mike White and those guys out there, the receivers, the backup linemen. I'd like to see Randy Gregory get a little bit of an opportunity to get some of those live rushes where they're going to maybe have – you know, they'll have some tackling, and, and, and it's a little bit quicker So, pace. for us to see that, when does he need to get out here on the field? Mickey was doing do the it. math in yeah. my left ear, and <laughs> he, you're thinking Thursday <laughs> – Thursday, give him, give him, a, off, give him right? a practice, and then a the day next off. day's a day well, off. When he comes back, do you expect them to piecemeal him individual the first day or two, and then work him into team, or do you think they throw him right back in? I don't think he gets into team right away, but I think you can start doing some of I, the, you know, individual drills. Yeah, I yeah, something. Can't I, carry your pads. Yeah, put the helmet on. I wish it. I wish this morning when we have this walkthrough, that's actually they go through. I, I'd like to see him. Get in there. If he gets in there a little bit at right defensive end this morning, that we're getting pretty close. Yeah. Right, we're getting pretty. Right, close. right. The minute right. they start, minute all of a sudden that that he's taking reps with uh, with Charles Tapper and with Dorian Armstrong and those guys, then we'll know. Okay, th we're closer to we are. But I I just don't want him to keep. I don't want him missing padded practices. I I, I really don't. I want him out there, and I know they're trying to protect him. I, I get that he hadn't played football in a while. 
But, man, he looks like he's in good shape. I mean, physically he looks like he's watching him work out. He doesn't labor when he's running and all that. I mean, even if it means him, even if he's uh, you know doing all the individual stuff and then getting in there one out of every four plays, you know, getting an opportunity, boy, that would, that would do me some good right there. I think we need to see him. With the pads on, and you know, maybe maybe they we'll see here when they yeah. do the walkthrough, yeah. you know, in a little while. Yeah. And then you know, the other thing is though, I don't I don't know that he needs to jump right into the one-on-one pass rush sure. drills and have Tyron Smith put the big clamps on him. And you what know, do you think the the master plan is on getting him into a preseason game? Which one? I think for the first, the first one. one. That's what don't I. Don't you? Wow, I think. I, yes. Some. Yes. Is, okay. Yes. I do. If he, I, well, it depends on how quickly they get him. Right. How much work you get him? He got to get him somewhere. Well, if oh, he no. gets in the blue white on Sunday, then he's playing Thursday. That's why. That's why I want him to practice three days, take a day off, and then now you've kind of been able by Friday. You're like, okay, he's good to go. We we can evaluate him. He, yeah. Even if he it, practices one day, and they, say two of the next three days, say they practice back to back, and then the third or the he practices today, skips tomorrow practices the following day, and then gets the off day. If he just goes every other day, then you could probably get him into that blue-white scrimmage where we're evaluating yeah. that last 20 minutes of practice where and Bill goes, oh, here's Randy Gregg. Oh, nice move against Cam <laughs> Fleming there. Put Fleming in a bad spot. You know, that, I, I want to see that a little bit. That's And that's that's the selfish side of me. But I, I think Randy Gregory wants to see that. I think Randy oh, Gregory yeah. wants to get out there, and I think the front office wants to see it, and the coaching staff wants like to see it I mean, think well. about after he sat out that whole season, 2016, yeah. and then played those last two games. Go look at his number, the yeah. second game. Uh-huh. I mean, he had like five tackles, yeah. a couple pressures, I think one sack. Yeah. I mean, it it was eye opening, mm-hmm. uh, and then you find out well he's not going to be able to play in yeah. the playoffs, playoffs, which they could have used him maybe. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Maybe on the last play from scrimmage, see, this, and, we, see, and we wouldn't be talking about Dez and the catch, and we wouldn't be talking. Oh, Rob, about Rob, Rob's about to give us a, a dose of reality. No, here. no, I just he brought up something interesting that I I think people forget about. Okay, he's missed eighteen months. Yep. He missed fourteen games before that. There's so much football that he's missed, and I'm with you, Brian. He wants to get back out there. The team needs to evaluate him. Yeah. Uh, My question is, how quickly do you get in in there, and how quickly do you say, okay, he's ready to go full live tackle contact? Oh, these guys are really smart about that. I mean, they're 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 a lot smarter than me. I'm sitting here doing radio with you guys, talking about wanting to see him play. But But you've been around, and you know how I just. But if they slow play this, Brian. I don't like it if they slow play. I know, play but it. if they slow play it, then he's on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. You see I, what I, I'm saying? Oh, no. I, and I, I, I've been all the point that I felt like but he had. But you want to, him I, play I want and him, then wanna, you want to evaluate I, him I right want, away. I want somebody to say, okay, that he, you know what? He's clearly better than Charles Tapper. He's clearly better than Dorrance Armstrong. He's clearly better than. I. That's what I want. I, want, I don't want him. I want him going into the season with the feeling. That he came back and he earned his way onto well, this roster, and, you don't and that now, now the story for him going into Carolina is, I'm back playing football. You know, instead in of the being GM's this GM's mind right now, yeah, he is on the roster. Oh, sure yeah. he is. But sure Brian, he is. Brian, this is the scout in Brian. You don't want a guy name one of these backup defensive ends that might be looking good so far yeah. to not have a job. Yeah, because okay, they want a spot for him, but Let maybe me, they haven't seen enough at this point. Coney, Coney Ely in the first week of practice didn't really fire me up. 
you know, I'm watching, I'm thinking, okay, I know Coney Ely's a better player. Now let's see what week two brings from Coney Ely. But I felt like there's been some better rushes from Dorrance Armstrong, on, you know. Tapper guy, when, and when, Tapper. And Tapper. Tapper playing the left side. So I want Randy Gregory. I want to feel good. I'm feeling good about Tapper. I'm feeling good about Armstrong. First week. First week. And I want to, I want to be able to throw – Randy Gregory in that mix, because then if it says, okay, I don't see consistency from, from uh, Coney Ely, I'm okay with these three young guys, let's go. That kind of, that's, what, that's what I want to see. Well, I don't think his spot and I, Taco on the, in there. I'll throw Taco in there. I know there's some yeah, back and forth there. Yeah. I, I, I don't think his spot on the roster depends on the other defensive ends. You, no. might, you may go short in a different position, and you just say, Tied in. you know what, three, three weeks, yeah. he's got a red shirt, but I'm carrying him on my 53. He might be inactive in the first couple games. He's right. Bill's right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've got the attitude of I'd like to see him make the team. But like you said, Rob, I also want him. I want him going in. If he makes a team, I want him to feel like that he did make this team. I want him to feel like that. Hey, I got, you know, I'm getting out there. I'm, 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 I'm busting my rear. I'm getting some sacks. I'm getting some pressure. You know, he's capable of getting a sack a preseason game in that second half when some bad tackle is playing over there and you know is trying to make the team and he just exposes that guy. He's he's capable of doing it. And if he does that, then. Now you got this guy going into Carolina that's feeling like, man, I'm, I've missed football so much, but here I go. But, I made but, the team. But yeah. if the organization has the mindset, and of course they're not going to tell him this, but if they, they have, might have, if they, but <laughs> if they have the mindset he's going to be on the roster, then the game plan getting him ready for September 9th is Slows different down. Right. than that's what, what it is getting ready for August 9th. And yeah. you know what? And getting him ready, I've noticed it's it's not like. Guys coming back from injury, they go work with Britt Brown. Britt Brown, yeah. He's working with Mike Wojcik. Yeah. Wojcik has taken yeah. an interest in this kid and trying to get him in shape and, you know, ready to play football. So I think this week will be telling what how they treat him this week, and then we'll know where Just let him be out there in that walkthrough this morning. Please. <laughs> please let him Please let him just play right in and get – even with a white baseball hat on, just let him feel what it's like to – to try and get on the corner of Tyron Smith or get to the corner of Cam Fleming. just I just want to see him do that. All right, we take your phone calls, and we honor the baseball trade deadline <laughs> or the football <laughs> version of it when Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. 
Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues here from Oxnard, California, as the Cowboys will have a walkthrough here coming up in about an hour from now. Practice this afternoon, 4 o'clock Pacific time. They practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Players day off on Friday and then practice again starting on Saturday. It will be afternoon practices Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and then an 11 a.m. practice on Tuesday, the last practice before heading up the coast to San Francisco to play the 49ers in the first preseason game. And that Sunday game, you'll uh, the Sunday practice, you'll be able to see right here on DallasCowboys.com and on TXA21 in Dallas-Fort Worth, the annual blue-white scrimmage. Thank you, Bill. The annual blue white scrimmage. I appreciate you doing that. I mean, I like I said, I go to all these old stadiums. They're still, you know, it's uh, it's like Joe Robbie, and you know, I do. I just Brad. Brad's like, I go Brad if I slip and say, yes, don't worry about it. It's okay. Cowboy Stadium, and, and, Candlestick, Candlestick. It's called the old. All, if it's if, it, if it's the place that was originally something. And they changed the name. Yeah. I still go with the yeah. the original name. That's I mean, nostalgia. That's good. Ah, yeah. Jack Murphy. That's what it used yeah, to be. It's like the Oakland. Yeah. I mean, no. That Oakland yeah. Alameda County Coliseum. That's exactly. That's, that's what I want to go they, with. Oh, it's return. Of Oakland it's Alameda return to that. Yeah. I bet it has yeah. since they're yeah. leaving town. O. After O.co. O.co. Yeah. What is that? O.co. And they had some others, too. McAfee. Okay. When I'm I was sorry. doing Ranger These games back, back in the When I was doing Ranger games, I always had to check. Their, yeah. their notes yeah. to see sure. what, what the stereo <laughs> you were. name is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you're like, what? <laughs> O.com. Yeah. Well, okay. O.co. O.co.com. Yeah. Or yeah. how about Mile High? Now it's like. It's, yeah, there you go. Fesco Field but at see, Mile, Mile High. High. No, and they've changed they it again. They got knocked down. Yeah. Mile High got knocked down. So it, you can't use that name. You can't use, if it's been knocked down, you can't use the name. Okay. Yeah. If, it's, if it's a completely different stadium. Right. Yeah. If it's a completely yeah. different stadium, you got to like go. you can't the, call AT&T Stadium Texas Stadium. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. I right. think that one's changed again because it used to be like Academy Stadium oh, yeah. at Mile High yeah. or yeah. something oh, like no, that. Oh, no, Academy went. Uh, Just yeah, so rolls yeah. off the tongue, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Nathan in New Jersey, you are the leadoff hitter on this baseball trade deadline version of Talking Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, how you doing? We're great. So, uh, man, I'm a big Cowboys fan all the way from New Jersey, and uh, I've been watching the training camp so far, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from Vanderes, the linebacker, the rookie linebacker. I like him because he's leading. The, I think I, he's he's talking to the players. He's being vocal, and he's talking to his teammates, and I, that's what that's good to hear and good to see. So I think he can be another uh, Sean Lee type of player in the future. Uh, when Sean Lee decides to retire, um, mm-hmm. I think Vanderesh will take over with Jalen Smith and the other linebacker crew. And I, I'm liking what I see from the defense. 
Uh, and then, you know what would be a good uh, day today and a, a good trade that can triumph the uh, trade deadline today? Uh, Cowboys getting uh, Earl Thomas. What do you mm. think? <laughs> oh. you That's very tra- good. You get went, a trade went, for him? He went around the block to get to the he Earl did. Thomas question. I yeah. Mean, in fact, yeah. it's a perfect setup for <laughs> the baseball trade deadline version of Talking Cowboys, yeah. and that would be Earl Thomas trade. Okay. You're thinking I, about you, I, are you I, just are you just letting the I saw a little I saw a little debate today mm-hmm. Seattle people Dallas people and uh, in fact Todd Archer I think was he on was participant yeah. yeah okay and I don't remember who the Seattle writer was but both of them came to the conclusion at the end of the conversation that they think it will happen yeah Brian Broaddus still thinks it will happen yeah I think that the fact that they were talking through the draft actually when they went on the phone at fifty. They were talking. And then when they got to the third round, Dallas called back. And John Snyder said, I think I'll just pass this time around. So, yeah, I I do believe, and I've said this all along, the ball is clearly in Seattle's court. When they're ready to move on, they've got to determine what they want to do. But can I throw something in there real quick? And it really didn't have to do with Earl Thomas. If I understand what Earl Thomas would mean to this team, but I think a defensive tackle would mean more. If there was somebody very, uh, if there was somebody, if there mind. was Earl Thomas defensive tackle out there, uh, a veteran guy that is, it is probably going to cost you some money, probably cost you a premium pick, but a guy that you could immediately plug in with, uh, with you know, and nothing against Jihad Ward and and uh, Dayton Jones and those guys. I think they've done the best they could. They're you know they're working. They're 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 doing the right things. But I think if you gave me the opportunity to trade for a player, I, could, I need to find a defensive tackle more than I need to find Earl Thomas right now. And maybe that's a – but I, I love the opportunity. I would love to have Earl Thomas on this football team. But if you said, Brian, go give me somebody that could help, can I try and find you a defensive tackle how, from somebody? How would you evaluate Xavier Woods through two practices? Because I know – Have you watched him? I have. Because I know uh, – People in the organization are really high on his potential. Now, right. does that stop you from trying to add another piece at that position? I, I would say, just like you said, a defensive tackle, throw names aside, yeah. that, that big name aside. Yeah. They mean they may need to look at depth at safety anyway, especially with Kayvon yeah. still up in the air, his status coming back. I, I just, you know, and, and go ahead about, uh, he asked you about Xavier Woods. I, I think he's been fine. I haven't seen him called out acting like he didn't know what he was doing yeah, back there. That's fair. It's not like Nussmeyer yelling in the middle of a, after a play, Rico! Yeah, right. You know, yeah, and, right. and I think he's been fine. Um, and I think the kid is just mature by, beyond his years. Now, again, you got to play, and I, I think you at least got to see him in a game or two uh, yeah. before you when, – when you brought that up, I was thinking, I want to trade for Randy White. Yeah. I, I want a defensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, at this point. Now, yeah. are we jumping the gun after two padded practices? I don't know because you also got to take into account who they're going up against, right? Right. You're going up against three pro bowlers and a potential fourth. Right. Um, but you look at the track record of the guys they have here, including Jihad Ward, who was a second-round draft right. pick, right. but the Raiders gave up on him Yeah, very it's, it's not that I'm down on those guys yeah. because I think I just am – if you said what could help this – team right now because the wide receivers are answering a lot of our questions 
you know, every day it's not like they're it's not like that four or five of them are having bad practices every day. It's two or three guys are practicing well, and even the guy that had a bad practice of the day has been pretty good throughout. So I, I'm kind of feeling a little bit better about the wide receivers through week one. Again, week one, not you know, but the safety position to me, Xavier Woods, I see a guy that has. It, I wish he was just a little bit more instinctive. I wish he was a little bit more aware. I think there's times where he doesn't see it as quick as he needs, and maybe that's the experience that Mickey's asking for. Mickey's asking for him to play in games, to get his yeah. nose bloodied a little bit, to have to be involved. But I, I see a lot of plays. Yeah, I see a lot of plays being made, and him being just a tick late. If he would have saw it maybe a little bit earlier, he could have helped. Uh, you know, he could have helped Jordan Lewis, or he could have helped uh, Anthony Brown, or he could have helped somebody, uh, you know, playing on the I mean, outside. The thing about it is he's, he was a sixth-round draft pick, and he's just going into his second year in Absolutely. the Absolutely, but they, yeah. they put a lot of weight on that wagon he's pulling, mm-hmm. you know, and they've asked him to do some things because, you know, Earl Thomas to me would be, it would be a legendary move. Yeah, but that would be a legendary move to make. That Because I'm worried, guys, about this. I'm worried about the middle of this defense. And I'm not worried about so much. I think Van Der Esch or, or Jalen's so linebacker. But yeah. I'm worried like the defensive tackle. I'm okay at Mike linebacker. But at safety, I have questions. And you tried to trade me. Uh, you tried to trade me Earl Thomas. I love you for doing that. But can I interest you in a defensive tackle? Can I start there and maybe work my way? Because I think that when we're all talking about the safeties, if Xavier Woods develops, we think about he'll be an okay. We don't know what's going to happen to that defensive tackle in, spot. In Marinelli's defense, to me, the two most important positions is the weak side linebacker right. and the three-technique defensive tackle. Everything works off of those two spots. Right. And and you can say, well, David Irving will be back after four games. Yeah. Will he? Well, he hasn't even been. Yeah, will he? If you're not talking about him You talk about Randy Gregory missing time. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say Ward, they like him a lot. They do. He is a Rod Marinelli type of yes. tackle, a yes. guy who can and, get and up right. the field. And, this and it's is, time to see it now. This is just Bill's throwing out a trade scenario, right. and I'm trying to say, okay, if I could fix one piece right now, let me feel better about the defensive tackles than I do feel better about the about the safety. As much even and and think about it, even if Irving comes back, right? Even if Malik gets in there and plays the way they hope he does. Then what do you have behind that? Right. Where's your rotation? Yeah. Well, there are guys, and, and look, if I feel a lot better if Malik gets back in a couple weeks, whenever, yeah. whenever that is. That that will help out a lot, assuming he can stay healthy. Um, there are guys they can move inside in rush situations, nickel situations. You could do that with Tyrone Crawford. You could do that with Coney Ely. Sure. Uh, but who's do, playing the run? That's a good question. Yeah. Now they don't. Rod's never been a guy that loves the big sloppy one technique. He's anyway, playing. The, Rod, Rod's playing the run on the way to the pass. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. On the way to the quarterback. Yeah. You know, if Jihad Ward develops, then when Irving comes back, you know he could always play. Yeah. The, the one technique. Sure, too. He can. He's yeah. done that. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, when they go to the three-man line, he's been the guy in the middle. Yeah. So you know, there's. But uh, I'm kind of with Brian on that one. Believe it or not. Boy, it's so disappointing. Is there time for me to change my opinion? So what do you think the urgency is in Seattle to do something with Earl Thomas before the regular season starts? I think John I think John doesn't want to answer any more questions about it. 
Uh, and again, John Snyder will not talk to me about Earl Thomas. Right. He just won't. Right. And, you know, sure. and, and uh, because John knows I work for the team. Mm -hmm. And anything he says to me, they'll probably think right. I'm talking to Stephen Jones. Right. And that's not the case. And yeah, keep but, in mind the but, Cowboys play the Seahawks the third yeah. game of the season. So, I, 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 you know, John, I don't believe, has any intention of signing a, with an extension. He has no intention of doing that. Now, John has to determine, does he want the pick for 2019 or does he want the pick the compensatory in 2020. You know, that's where he has to determine. Do you think they test Earl to see how long he, he will hold out? I'm answering a lot of questions here. September step step. 9th, 4th. Yeah. 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 See, this we is what, when you're making $10, $11 million a year, you're not going to hold out on principle. That's right. On principle. That's right. You're not going to do that. If he was making if he was making money, say, like uh, Dak Prescott, $600,000 a year, absolutely. Sit this thing out, let it go, whatever. We're fine. A lot we're, of people think yeah. Seattle's going to have a down year because yeah. they've lost. Yeah, but they still got that quarterback. Yeah. You know. But let's say, <laughs> so is it more likely, if it were to I think, happen, I, I is think, it more likely to happen before the season or at the trade deadline? I think this is something will happen before the season, if okay. it's going to happen at all. If if Seattle Seattle has to make a determination if they feel like that their safeties that are currently on their roster are kind of the safeties, that they how they want to play it. You know, let's see what Seattle's first couple of preseason games look like. If it's a disaster back there, then they might be forced to give Earl Thomas an extension. You know, they might just say, because they don't, Cam Chancellor's out for the right. year. So they've got you to figure Bradley it out. Bradley McDougal yeah. and whoever. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like, though, if they, if they like what they've seen with their young safeties, then it might be a little bit easier for them to move on uh, from, uh, from Earl. The good thing about, though, if the Dallas makes that trade, Earl Thomas knows what's going on here scheme-wise. And Chris long. Richard knows the player. Right. It, and, if, and if I'm Jason Garrett, this is me being Jason Garrett, I would push the front office hard to, okay, give me if you can't give me a defensive tackle, please give me a safety. Please give me this guy. And then they're evaluating their team right now here, and they're trying to figure out if Xavier Woods, uh, in fact, uh, will make them not trade for Earl Thomas. And his play – might determine not only if they do it, but yeah. if they do it, how much they're willing to give up yeah. to do it. Because it's not right. just the third well, round pick. Yeah. It, it's the contract. Yeah. It's to me, it's John John Snyder's gonna get a third round pick out of this no matter John needs to shoot for at least a second round pick. He needs to because Dallas if 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 all things turn out right and the Cowboys end up picking, you know, we, everybody hopes Dallas picks thirty two. Well let's say they pick twenty three, mm -hmm. you know? That's still kind of a late pick in the, you know, late pick in the uh, in the in the in the round. So is that really a third round pick? You get a second round pick? I mean, that's John's got to determine what he wants. Does he want the two now or the three two years from now? That's what he has to determine. All right, Shannon in Kentucky. You're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Shannon. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, you stomped all over my question <laughs> about oh. the tackle. Uh, I'm kind of worried about that middle. We don't have that, uh, as you guys call it, the trash can full of dirt there. That's, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> Thank you for listening. That middle. Uh, Pepsi so my question arms. is, maybe could the linebackers play a bigger role? Because I feel like we got good pressure three technique, but that one technique I'm still worried about. And kind of a second question, I agree with Mickey. Everybody forgets about the good year Dak put up in the beginning. Maybe you guys could point out some of the things you thought he did well last year and not so much the bad. Okay. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Okay, let's let's hold Dak for their next segment. Okay. The one technique, I, 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 Malik Collins with, with two healthy feet 
I think, can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and everybody needs to remember last year he played through that stress fracture that needed surgery at the yes. end of the season. Yeah, he wasn't quite himself. Nope, um, was not. Shannon, br- the caller, brought up a good point, though. It's something Jerry said after the dra- after they selected Vander Esch. Having a big linebacker like that, yeah. big middle linebacker, can help cover up some things in the middle of your defensive front. That being said, I'm with you guys. I mean, the depth, you look at the depth right now, and it's an issue. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's an unknown, I'll say that for sure. You know, if, you, if you're hoping on Lewis Neal and Daniel Ross, you're, you're, you're probably just, you're, you're probably not, that's probably not the best avenue to go. No, no disrespect to either one of those players. But to me, both of those guys would be like rotational, right. probably inactive guys every week if you had a couple of good guys in front of them. Those guys would be, yeah, on your roster at 53, but they wouldn't be active for any of your games. And you don't want those guys having to play 30, 35 snaps a game, uh, you know, having to deal with that. Because if that's the case, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are going to be fighting a ton of blocks uh, with those types of guys in front of them. All right, Dak and more phone calls coming up next here on Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues here from Oxnard. As this is day number nine for me. I got here last Monday. I think that adds up. Well, right. yeah, day number nine is day number eight for the rest of you. I'm a day ahead of you. Impressive, Whoa, impressive the way we, we had laundry talk during the break. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did my laundry yesterday. Yeah, everybody got, got clean clothes. And uh, Brian had a better way of doing his laundry. I mean, he actually I, went to a laundromat. <laughs> I went to a laundromat. And you actually, like a high-end TV guy like, like Bill, <laughs> you could actually drop it off. They'll do it for you and fold it. 
if you just pay a little bit extra. But you just go in there. Yeah, but say, can I get the CBS 11 to pay for that or not? You know what, Bill? It might be. Absolutely. It might be. How much is it? Tell them you're it's on certain, the air. You need certain clean stuff. It's a certain amount of pound. Yeah. So you, you I go got there. about. Yeah. So maybe know, it's like. I probably got 30 pounds of clothes here. Whoa. <laughs> well, it might be. If well, you, then you don't need to wash. Did you wash? Did, right. did you? No, I brought, I brought 10 pairs of everything. Ten okay. pa- that's a TV guy all the way. Yeah. Me too. Ten pairs of everything. And so here we are, day number nine. It was about <laughs> yeah, time. Running, running <laughs> low, my man. It's getting close, huh? That's right. So. <laughs> kind of with that Carolina Panther look today, didn't you? <laughs> you know what? When I was younger and I, I, I found a place where they would do that. Oh, wash, wash and fold. fold. Yeah. yeah. Best investment ever. It is. It, wash and fold is a tremendous. I, I did it myself yesterday but because I was doing, like say, for me and Bennett. So I used to just do it my own. But. Yeah, the, if you just want to drop off at the end of the day, pick up. It is might be worth the extra fifteen bucks to you. Because I don't even fold after I wash. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, they, no, they make it nice. It they, it's all <laughs> square. You're just gonna put it in. Yeah. All right. Here's another question for you. Do you have uh, the maids come in and do anything with your room when you're when you are at a hotel for an extended stay? What do you mean? What do you mean? I've cleaned your room. Aside from when they just come Clean by, don't yeah. they come every day? They do come what? every day. Uh, I have my, I have my. Do not disturb. I never have a maid come in my room. Really? Because yes, I never. You do. don't like clean sheets? Because I got stuff all over that room. Hang on, hang on. If someone so, comes in and disturbs your organization and starts cleaning up my room then i won't be able to find it fresh towels? fresh towels i did, i got fresh towels yesterday what, she was so in wait. the hallway and so i just exchanged my towels out Boy, that is like OCD, man. Oh, well, That's, okay, let me ask you this. I at, love at home, having the do bed. Do you get a I, fresh towel every day at home? No, no, no not no. every day. So there you go. But if I, I if somebody's going to hand it to me and club, wash though. it, if somebody's going to hand it to me and wash it for me and just yeah, I'll take it. I don't want them coming in my room. Wow, I'm with Bill on this one. Whoa, Kent chimes in. He's with Bill. I'm with yeah, I'm with Bill on this one. Yeah, I'm all about the not snooping around, no matter who you are. Not snooping around. But I've got my stuff. All over yeah, the it's room, about, it's about being organized. I wish we had That's a Rob's poll for this. Yeah, yeah, we, we <laughs> Is done Bill that a psycho? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, maybe. All right, uh, we do 24 have, hours. We did have a question about Dak yeah. from uh, Shannon in Kentucky we did. a moment ago. And I don't remember exactly what the question was about Dak. What, but what, was, he, what he thought we, that Dak did good. That was the question. Some of the things we thought that last year what Dak did, there's been a lot of negativity about Dak and – Maybe a lot of blame, undue blame about some of the stuff. And he, he was at fault for some of the things. Maybe not all of it, but that was the question. Is there some positive things that you can think about that you saw from Dak from year one to year two? I thought he did a much better job at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Recon- recognizing, taking, yeah. Taking command, recognizing what the defense was doing and getting them into the, the right play. Uh, more so than he did, because I think his rookie year he was just going the line of scrimmage and they're running the play. Yeah, I mean I remember Romo, a little bit more checking Romo going on, yeah. telling me that like when they were doing all the verbal stuff at the line of scrimmage, it right. was like BS. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and this time I think they were actually changing things. So I think he had a better command of that, you know. And I and I and people forget, and and I see when people want to criticize him right away. It was 13 interceptions, you know. 
four of them went off his guy's hands yeah. into interceptions. Yeah. That's catch, well, the that's catch the ball. And when you're playing from behind in games, you're going to have more interceptions. Because you're going to take chances. You're, well, you're that's, from ahead. And that's what he spoke about the other day. He, he said, I made too many mistakes where, in a way, I tried to do too much. And some of it had to do with guys around him that were missing, especially that last half of the season. No Zeke, way more pressure in his face the last eight games without Tyron for most of them. Ridiculously more. And uh, and he tried to force things down the field, and they were playing from behind more. The best thing he did in 2016 was just take what's there. You know, at three interceptions, I mean, it was really incredible what he did. You knew he was going to have more than, more than that last year. Uh, but he felt like he forced some things last year. Yeah, I, I, I they, both of them hit some really good points. I think that this is going to sound terrible. The good thing he did that he survived the experiences that he had last year. That he, you know, that he knows. I, I think that sometimes, you know, we always talk. We talk about uh, you know things. If you have a bad patch of or bad stretch, but you live to tell about them. The best thing he did was he, now he's he's lived to tell about him, and he can he can adjust on the, the try not to force it or hey I need to be a little bit better you know when I'm communicating with the the team getting us in and out of better uh, better place so uh, I I you know I think out here I I like what I've seen from Dak Prescott I'm I'm not saying he's I'm not saying it's just one of those things where like every play has been a wild play but. I have seen some touch. I've had seen him throwing the ball well on the move. I've seen him throwing well from the pocket. You know, it looks like, though, when he's involved, the team does move the football. There has been some good touch down the field stuff. Yeah, he had the one interception the other day, but I think that that's something he's like, okay. I, I know some of the one-on-one drills that they've been doing, though, as far as with the receivers, he's thrown the ball far enough. He, he knows, okay, I'm not going to short this ball anymore. He's starting to throw it out there. So hopefully you'll see some more plays for him down the field, more big plays in that regard. And and to go on what Brian said, that there was some adversity, yeah. and he didn't shrink. That's 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 He, he didn't change That's better who said he than was. what I said, yeah. He didn't change who he was in that locker He's, room. He survived. And if you remember what Parcells would always say, what happens when you have a three-interception game, you're getting your face beat in, yeah. and do you come back the next day in practice and, and – and play like you play. I mean, play. just think about how miserable things were there in November when Zeke was out in that mm. San, that I said San, about to say San Diego, the Chargers Jack Murphy game. Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> no Tyron Smith. I mean, things yeah, were yeah. things were going down. Well, and defensively all. Took, they were bad too. Exactly. And, yeah. he took I mean, all, and he yeah. took all the bullets. Well, yeah, yeah. And I remember every, every loss every, they had. Yeah, that's what he I, was that's, the one that stood up in the press boy, conference. And, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you guys said that because I just remember sitting there with Nate and Lindsey Draper and. And every time I'm like, and he's the one guy that has to go up there and say, it was my fault today. It was mm-hmm. my, no, it wasn't your fault that Philip Rivers threw for 500 yards today. Right. That wasn't your fault, you know. But, I, we, hey, not not all the blame, some of the blame, not all the blame, but like I said, I'm glad he survived that to, to play another day. One day, yeah. one day in the locker room after everybody moved and I was still standing there by him, and he goes, what are you doing still here? I said, I'm looking for stab wounds. And, and he goes, what do you mean stab wounds? I said, you've fallen on your sword so many times. I'm looking to where you're bleeding. <laughs> and, and I go, I know what you're doing, just yeah. like that. And he just looked at me and smiled and yeah. walked off. Yeah. <laughs> he knew that's what the quarterback That's what quarterbacks do. do. And the other thing no to keep choice. in perspective about True. last Good season story. is they, with all the troubles that they had and, and thing, the cloud hanging over the whole season, they still went 9-7. and seven. Right. It's yeah. not that far away from – yeah. The playoff team. They were a win over Atlanta yeah. from yeah. going to the playoffs. Yep. All right, Cameron in California, you're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Great. Very good. 
Uh, first of all, I just want to say thanks for uh, all the Twitter updates and keeping us all informed on camp injuries and what's going on at practice. Wanna, thanks for all that uh, good information. Thank you. Um, for me, the Earl Thomas thing, back to the Earl Thomas thing, is a no-brainer. I mean, you're talking one of the top safeties in the league, when healthy, along with Sean Lee back there. I mean, I think to me that's a no-brainer, uh-huh. along with uh, Demarcus Lawrence being you know, a top three pass rusher in the league. Sure. I think the time is now to do it. If you're going to do it with Earl Thomas, the time is now. He's only 28 years old. He probably has a good three or four years left in him. 29. But I think uh, 29, yeah. I think he has – the time is now. If you want to win, let's do it now. I okay. mean, why wait? You okay. know. And my second question is for you guys is uh, who looks the best as far as undrafted free agents out there, rookies? Who do you think has the best chance to make the team? Ooh, good College question. free that's agents. It's a, a good question because every year it's – Somebody makes it. Oh, I'll give you a but, guy. But it's harder to dice, decipher this year, I think. Yeah, but does Donovan Alumba? Yeah. I wrote about him as one of my camp players the other day. And I, I you know what, I like. he's From a Portland cor- State. Yeah, he's a cornerback, and he is a long, rangy, and I always say long and rangy together, but he is. And he had a really, he's had some practices where it felt like, though, that they're throwing him out there more, letting him do some things. Uh, he's, uh, like say, his length helps him in the way he can cover uh, the movement skills have been pretty good. They played him on the right side. They played him on the left side. So if you're looking for a young guy that's going to be out there a ton, I guarantee you Bill Jones is going to say his name. Uh, Hopefully. 6'2", 192. Yeah, he's in Orlando yeah. Skandrick's yeah. old he looks number a lot, 32. Look, if, if the old 32 looked like that, he'd probably still be here. He's, but, a, he's a Chris Richard kind of corner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. He, if the old 32 looked like that, he would have been in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I just – if you talk about guys, I think that he's done – it's a little bit easier to see guys like that than it is. I'll tell you another one. I'll, I'll give you a guy, Bryce Johnson. And he's number 61. And he's, he's an offensive tackle. And he's a rookie, St. Cloud State. Okay, he – on the offensive side, he doesn't look like the game's too big for him. I mean, I've seen him – when, when they put him in there, some of the, the one-on-one stuff that he's been able to do, him, also Jacob Campos, 63. I wasn't very high on Jacob Campos coming out of Iowa State. I thought he was slow-footed, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, kind of cumbersome the way he played. But those guys are looking pretty good moving around. If you want to talk about some young offensive linemen, probably practice squad type guys. But if, if you want my guy, my, my potential 53rd guy, I, that Alumba is a, is a guy that I think could, could maybe sneak in there if you don't like much like what Duke Thomas did last year until he got hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and he had a chance to make the team. He made the team and then he gets hurt. But keep an eye on a 6'2", 190 pound corner that's got some coverability to him. You know, the other thing keep in mind as we go through the preseason is, OK, we focus on who's going to make the 53 man roster and then a practice squad or whatever. Yeah. But how many players does an NFL team use in a given season? So many of these guys oh, yeah. who get cut on September 2nd or whatever date it is, they're going to be playing in an NFL game this season or they'll be on the yeah. on the 53-man roster at a certain point this season, maybe yeah. in November or whatever. And well, so, the, the first opportunity that we'll have to see somebody else other than our, other guy, than our guys is in San Francisco. You'll sit down and like, you know, like, oh, hey, well, San Francisco's going to – oh, they cut that guy? Well, remember how he played against, you know, uh, you know. So not only Donovan Alumbo might, might, if he doesn't make it here, someone might say, "Wait a minute, Portland State film was good. We saw him in preseason. He was, he was a guy. Well, Dallas somehow parted with him. That's why we say keep an eye on teams with new coaches. 
because they'll make mistakes. And that's why we say when we get to September 1st, yeah. it's not the final roster. No. Because there will always be a change. There will be a guy that's claimed or yeah. a trade or right. something will happen. Does Lance Lenore qualify? I think Lance Lenore would be – if you set him last year at this time, I think that's a qualified. But he has looked good. You're not wrong about that. And the quarterback likes him a lot, which yeah. is important. That yeah. carries some weight, right? Yeah. Quarterback those, those, trust. Those receivers just haven't been terrible. I thought there was going to be some struggle, but we've seen them. We've seen them fight against Jordan Lewis and fight against a Wouzier, you know, and, and make some play. Alan Hearns making some plays. Uh, Mickey mentioned Lance Lenore had. A, I thought Lance Lenore's practice on Sunday was the best practice he's had since he's been here. So yeah, if they're going to have a hard time cutting. Oh, to don't six. say that. Don't say that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get that. somebody hurt. No, just it, it's it's never true. It's never true. <laughs> it's never. It, it all it, takes it, care of itself. It takes care of itself. No, I'm Make, saying. It, you will. I'm saying it always does. They've got like eight guys. I think that they could. Thank you. That's be, better said. Be in the in, in the mix. When, when people yeah. say, "Oh, this is going to be a hard cut," no, it isn't. Yeah. Because guys play themselves on and off the roster. And guys get hurt. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cedric Wilson's a guy that uh, he's kind of behind the eight ball now. We don't know how much time he's going to miss. He's a guy that might have had a shot. I yeah. don't know what his chances are well, now. Well, you, you, no, you would no hope Brown. he was Lance Lenore. Yeah, yeah. Noah Brown. Noah there you go. Just a week off. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's You can't have that. If you're Noah Brown, and they could talk about Noah Brown and special teams and this, that, and the other. Man, I need Noah Brown playing. I need yeah. him, Randy Gregory. I need all these guys playing. I just yep. that's I don't you know I don't want to see these guys not be able to have uh, the opportunity to have success on this football team. The other thing that I like about the fact that you have cited uh, two college free agents in the offensive line mm-hmm. as as guys who have caught your eye here early in camp is maybe that offensive line will be good enough to where we can make an observation about the backup quarterbacks. That's to, always my hope. Yeah, to I, I you determine know determine what they can do. I need this is where I need though. With this offensive line, I need Joe Looney to be at his absolute best. I need. Uh, I also need Cam Fleming to be at his Marcus absolute Martin. best. Marcus Martin, Kadeem Edwards. If Chaz Green gets an opportunity, I need him to be Chaz Green in 2016. I need those guys to be able to hold up against some, you know, if, if opponents, the Arizonas and, and the Cincinnati's and those guys. I need them to hold up so I can, like you said, Bill, evaluate my quarterbacks, evaluate my running game, but also evaluate some of my wide receivers. I mean, right, well. right now, who's the backup guard? Joe Looney, I think. Backup center and guard? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they're going to go light at offensive line myself. Light being, Keep I don't, eight. I think they're going eight. Yeah. I, that's and my so, guess. My guess so would be. So you don't think Marcus Martin's a backup guard? I think he is. I think he's a backup guard, but, but I, I'm worried he's about him. Step the team. up. Yeah, if Marcus Martin makes his team, he'll be the ninth guy. That's just my okay. my opinion. But wouldn't you so rather you that Cam ninth Fleming. guy to be a young guy like you just two guys? Well, you Marcus mentioned? Martin. Marcus Martin is not a. Yeah, I, I see where you're going. This. Oh yeah, Marcus Martin. I didn't know he was a five year guy. Well, you got your starting five. You've got Looney, Fleming. Well, you tricked me into that one, Mickey. No, I didn't trick you. He's a young guy. Said it. No, I know. I'm with you. He's a young guy though. He, he like started as a 17 year old at USC. Yeah, uh, well, and yeah. He came out early at age. 20, I didn't know he so. was a five year guy though. That that's kind of kind of one of those things. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I, if, if, if one of those young guys, like I said, if one of those guys does develop, if a Bryce Johnson or, or a, even Dustin Stanton, number 67, you know, I mean, those guys, you'd love and to have. And what position flex do they have, the, the guys that you cited to Bryce well, Johnson? Well, to me, yeah, to me, Bryce Compost. Johnson's a tackle, Compost is a tackle, and Stanton's really a true, a true uh, guard. 
And, uh, you know, but maybe you could I, – I know he did some stuff with the OTAs. They tried to snap him in the ball. They couldn't get the snap right. So, probably looking at it just a strictly a guard right but now. But to keep one, you'd have to go nine, right? You'd have to you'd go have, nine. I mean, you'd have to go heavy. Either you can't that, go eight. If you, if you want to keep nine, maybe there's, maybe there's a guy at the New Orleans Saints. Maybe there's a guy at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they're going to try and sneak through that's better than one of these guys. We tend to fall in love with our own guys. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate falling in love with my own. Changes, and maybe, and I and hate maybe that. They'll, they'll tell Chaz Green to start drinking some Gatorade. Okay. <laughs> He's right about that. How can a guy? That's right. <laughs> yeah. From a Who University, University of, of Florida, Florida. Where they that, that is that, that never been a truer statement made than that Where one. they discovered Gatorade, yeah. and he keeps getting dehydrated. Yep. <laughs> All right, that does it for Talking Cowboys for this Tuesday, a Sunsplash Tuesday in Oxnard, California. Cowboys break is next. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?